This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, we'll get a snapshot of the lower mainland real estate market with our agent on the ground, John Carlson. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. He'll give us his insight into what's going on, and it looks like this market is starting to pop. But first, it's some of the consumer news from the past week. The minimum wage is going up. The BC government has announced it's being increased to 16.75 an hour in the province as of June 1st. Labor Minister Harry Baines says having a minimum wage that keeps up with inflation is a key step to prevent the lowest paid workers from falling behind. The government says the 6.9% increase from the current minimum wage of 15.65 an hour reflects BC's average annual inflation rate in 2022. The same increase will apply to those working as residential caretakers, live-in home support workers, and camp leaders. The B.C. government is also hoping to build its way out of the current housing crisis, and they're ready to spend billions to get it done. The wide-ranging new plan includes incentives to build, laws to curb speculation, and financial help for renters and homeowners. The province says it's in addition to the plan the NDP government introduced back in 2018 that it says has built more than 74,000 homes towards a promise of 114,000 units over a decade. UBC is encouraging students to delete the TikTok app from their phones. It says the video platform has sparked security and privacy concerns about, concerns about its data collection practices and the sharing of data with corporate parent ByteDance. But it notes these risks are, quote, not yet proven. The school is recommending students use a web browser to access TikTok content. And after two years of negotiations, Rogers Communications has closed its $26 billion purchase of Shaw Communications. Rogers CEO Tony Staffieri is calling it a momentous day for customers who will benefit from the latest services and network technology. Critics say it will lead to less competition and that will mean higher prices for us. But supporters of the deal say it will help Rogers take advantage of telecommunications infrastructure that's already in place, especially here in the West, and that could lead to lower costs. There are 21 strings attached to Ottawa's approval, including Rogers spending $5.5 billion to expand 5G coverage and additional network services. A giant red spoon That sparked a mystery on social media when it was stolen from an Arizona Dairy Queen has been found, but authorities still don't know who took it. Authorities say a person playing the mobile game Pokemon Go spotted the nearly five meter spoon. This is a a huge spoon. It's like the size of a Dairy Queen building. Um, They found it this week on a Phoenix middle school baseball field, not far from the scene of the heist. Detectives continue to search for the culprits who were seen on surveillance footage taking the spoon on March 25th. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And coming up, we're going to talk real estate. Some surprising numbers for March, too. 
It's looking like uh, the uh, Vancouver real estate market ain't dead yet. We'll talk to our expert, John Carlson. He'll give us his take. You know him, of course, as Johnny Smartpoint. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. It was a good march for real estate in the Lower Mainland. Considering the overall direction the market has been taking, the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver reported that the start of spring was, in their words, stronger than expected, despite the higher interest rates. And the board says Metro Vancouver area home sales are looking strong, especially with the number of properties being pretty low. That's also holding up the prices. And that's led some experts to say now might be the time to sell. And to go through some of those numbers, our man on the ground in the trenches of the Vancouver real estate market for more than 25 years, he sold more than a 1,000 properties in all the different areas of the Lower Mainland. He is, of course, our friend John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. He lives on the web, www.com johnnysmartpoint.com j-o-h-n-n-y smartpoint.com and john is with us now hi john how are you hey martin thanks for having me back it's great to be here and that's a as usual a great introduction thank you very much yeah it's just amazing how resilient this market has been i mean through covid uh you know the price increases that we saw and now through higher interest rates and a sort of a general cooling on average across the country there's a lot of doom and gloom but here in the lower mainland it seems like nothing is stopping it uh it's very impressive but it's also something in the years that we've been on the air that you haven't really been all that surprised by you you've always had a uh, sort of a faith in this market <laughs> would you say that's true Absolutely. You know, I, I, you know, when we, we try to look at both sides of the coin, when we analyze the real estate market, and um, when I talk to sellers, or, you know, anybody in this business, you know, and I always have to remember, as, as the market was slipping, and, you know, prices were falling month after month at the end of last year, and sales were down, and interest rates were going up, it was obviously a change happening. But, you know, you can never discount Greater Vancouver and Fraser Valley when it when it comes, you know, to real estate. So you use the word resilient. And, and yes, I've been doing this since 1996. So I've seen, you know, the slowdowns at the end of the 90s. And then I saw the 2007, 2008, uh, you know, debacle, you know, as it were. And each time we see, you know, these sort of changes, it seems that, the you know, this is a desirable place to be, Martin. And, you know, we both know that. And, uh, mm real estate tends to do quite well. So, you know, you mentioned in the introduction that the market, some of the experts had, had used stronger than expected. And I think that really sums it up for me because balancing, you know, what I saw at the end of last year, and then the beginning of this year and the new interest rates, uh, you know, I do expect that those new interest rates will catch up with people eventually uh, as they have to renew if they stay high for a period of time. But again, the resilient market has really led to some interesting developments. And, and when we look at the past couple of months and we look at March and now into April, it's become clear that we're clearly in seller's market territory again when it comes to supply and demand ratios. Wow. And I guess a question that I have, dare we use the phrase a seller's market? 
You know, I think we could because, um, you know, if you look at statistically a seller's market, uh, you know, is all based on the supply and demand ratios. And I've said it many times, this is a supply and demand business. So one statistic I look at pretty carefully is the sales to active listing ratios. So in a, in a market that is more or less balanced, um, it's about 20%, 15 or 20% of the listings that are available in every given month will sell in a balanced market. Um, and in, you know, in poor times, that's dropped much lower than that. But recently, the numbers, be, mainly because the supply side is so low and there aren't that many new listings. But if we look in, um, in the Fraser Valley, for instance, we're, we're at almost 40%, 39.2% sales to active listing ratios, which is solid sellers market territory. And if we look at Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver, all residential properties we're talking about here, condos, townhomes, detached houses, we're at 31%. So uh, you know, the story isn't so much that um, that buyers are coming out of the woodwork and pushing huge numbers like we saw in the years past. But I think the story is that a lot of the people who are considering selling their properties in the last couple of years did so when the market was red hot. And now it's been a little bit of a slowdown or more than a little bit. They're, you know, the number of listings hitting the market is not that strong, but the buyers are still there to soak them up. So right now we're in a great spot. If you're a if you're a seller uh, someone thinking about moving sometime in the next three or four months, this might be a great time to talk to me um, about how that might look in terms of pricing and timing. Because again, buyers are struggling right now to find good homes in this market, which yes, to answer your question, we are solidly in seller territory. And if you want to get a hold of John Carlson, he's easy to find online, johnnysmartpoint.com. That's two N's in Johnny. N-N-Y, johnnysmartpoint.com. You can also give him a call, 604-612-0080. His email address is john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, I think it's fair to say this is a seller's market. Judging by all the articles that I've been reading the last couple of days, one of them is from the Vancouver is Awesome uh, online newspaper. And they had an opinion piece and the headline was, Vancouver housing market continues to rise, a seller's market, and the subheading is thinking of listing your home, it might be a perfect time right now, and here's why. And then they go on to list pretty much exactly what you said, um, the fact that um, the inventory is is really, really low. There's just not that much stuff out there. And then that uh, also the uh, ratio, the sales to active listing ratio, and because I want to reiterate, you say it's normally around 20%. Now it's at 30.7%. Well, that would be a balanced market. Uh, you know, in a market where, let's say, we only had 5% of active listings selling in every given month, that would be a buyer's market. In other words, sellers are sitting there going, hey, my property's not selling. What do I have to do to sell it? Chances are reduce the price or somehow make it more attractive. And kind of that middle mark is around the 20%. So being at 31% in Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver and almost 40% in Fraser Valley indicates that, you know, these the good listings are selling at a relatively quick pace. And here's another interesting stat that goes right alongside with that. Pricing tends to be um, kind of a delayed reaction or a lagging indicator. When the market, you know, started to change last year and the number of sales started to drop. Prices didn't just instantly fall out of the sky, but over time, sellers that were more motivated and found they needed to address pricing did so in order to attract buyers. And so, you know, when the market slowed down, you know, the the pricing, it took a little bit of time, a lag of a couple of months for that pricing to really to kick in. Well, here's the interesting thing. If you look at, again, Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver, uh, 
prior to February and March of this year, we had nine consecutive months where the average price, the aggregate price of real estate in the area dropped nine in a row. Fraser Valley was actually 10 months in a row prior to February this year. Well, now we have February and March. And, and let me be clear, these are not big price gains, but for the first time, we're seeing very marginal in most segments, little you know, percentage, little bits of a percentage point popping up. So we're seeing the prices actually rise incrementally the last two months. And and to me, I mean, that's an indication that we've gone through a period of low listing inventory. There's not, you know, all that many choices on the market for sellers to compete against one another for the available buyers. And because it's spring now, I mean, look outside, we've got the Easter weekend, happy Easter, everybody. Um, we've got buyers. It's it's April now, and there's not a lot to look at. And so, what's that? What that has done is it's uh, you know solidified prices. It's pushed them up a bit. And I wouldn't be surprised if once the April 2023 stats come out for real estate board of Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley, that'll happen in early May. I think we're going to see the biggest price jump. You know, it's not going to be huge, but. Uh, a noticeable price increase for properties that sell in April. And that'll probably continue to May. And that's why, you know, as you said, I would suggest people who are given some thought to selling this year, you might want to consider, you know, sometime in the next 60 days, getting it on the market. Yeah. And you talk about how the spring is often an indicator and it's a really busy time. Do you think there might be a, a bit of a sort of a wind? This might be a bit of a window where people can kind of get in and things may continue to cool off after we go through the spring market? You know, it, it could be. Um, that's been one of the big questions on my mind for months. And, and regular listeners of this program may recall me over the last couple of months, you know, mentioning that, you know, the other shoe could drop in this market. Interest rates have gone up and, and sellers now have to refinance and can they afford their homes? And maybe that will lead to a bunch of people listing their homes and the inventory starting to pile up. And as you mentioned, yes, the spring is a big indicator. If spring, March and April roll around and the buyers are just turning their noses up at the listings and saying, no, thank you. Well, prices are bound to come down for the first half of that year, at least because the inventory, you know, builds up and the, if they don't sell, then sellers get a little bit more motivated. Right now, the indications are that the spring market is taking off. Uh, what will happen in the future? You know, I have to think that there has to be some sort of reckoning um, if interest rates continue to rise. But there's a lot of speculation now that maybe they've done their thing for now and this is just the new normal. So it's really hard to, you know, in real estate to, you know, to, to, to predict well into the future. But what I can say now is I would I would suggest we're in for a good three to six months of real estate in terms of sellers having the ability to put their property on the market, get a good response and, uh, you know, and not have to worry about slugging it out in a slow market with a bunch of other sellers. Um, so right now, I think we're in a good spot. I wouldn't be surprised to see prices be stable and maybe, you know, small incremental raises, as I mentioned, in, in prices of real estate throughout Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley for the next couple of months. Uh, so I think that's good news. The trend is that real estate, as you say, uh, Martin, is very resilient in this area and we're seeing evidence of it right now. Yeah. So it sounds like if you're in a position to sell, you're kind of uh, in a good position. So if you're somebody who is maybe uh, thinking about uh, moving, maybe you're going to downsize or something, might be worth thinking about it. And it might be worth giving John a call. You can go to his website at johnnysmartpoint.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y smartpoint.com. Uh, or you could send him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. 
or maybe give them a call. 604-612-0080, John Carlson. And and it's one of those situations where um, you don't necessarily have to sell right away, but it might be worth a conversation, right? Because you, you, maybe some people are, are you know, not ready to, to jump in and, uh, and you can help them there too. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that, that's the way it works. Basically. Sometimes I get calls from people who are ready to go right away. But for instance, I've got a new listing in Surrey that people will see on my website on 82 Avenue, just hit the market at 1 million one twenty five, And, uh, you know, this is, I've been talking to these sellers for about a year and they had plans to retire and travel and all that sort of thing. So we've been monitoring things and, you know, about a year ago, um, you know, we were, we knew the market was hot and then it started to go through a bit of a lower spot. And, and, uh, when we met again, a couple of times at the beginning of this year, we've been very encouraged with the numbers that we're seeing and the responses that we're seeing in their area. So there's one example of, you know, a client that conversation has gone on a year and a half, maybe. And, uh, you know, I like those sorts of situations because I can be there when, you know, when people need me, uh, and sometimes they just need some information. Sometimes they just, um, you know, need some advice on different scenarios and what might work. And even though they're not ready to sell, but you know, when the time comes and people do say, John, it's time now, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. I, you know, and like, I, like I tell people, look, when you're ready, I'm ready. And when you hire me, I'll do a good job for you. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're now, I have three new listings, so I'll be talking about those in the second half of this program. Uh, and, uh, you know, these are people who we've been talking to for a little while and, you know, through these discussions, it's become evident that, Hey, this is probably the time for us to do something. And I, I'll bet you there's a lot of other, uh, potential sellers out there listening right now who have been thinking about their timing and they, they might really want to consider this spring. Um, and I'm available to talk to any of them about that. Yeah. So if you want to have a no pressure discussion and, uh, just be ready if, if you, you decide you want to. You want to get that that piece of property on the market, you will be ready. Call John Carlson. Uh, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website, 604-612-0080. Uh, you can send him an email to john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some of the areas that are hot as well as some of the listings that John has. Uh, you may be interested in those and we'll tell you what uh, what those kind of uh, what those kind of listings are like. So that's all when we return. It's Vancouver Consumer, and we'll be back right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer, and we're talking real estate with John Carlson. You know him, of course, as Johnny Smartpoint. He lives on the net at johnnysmartpoint.com. John at Johnny Smartpoint. Dot com is his uh, email address, 604-612-0080. And we've been talking about how the market uh, has got a little bit of steam in it. And uh, things are looking like a bit of a seller's market in uh, greater Vancouver real estate. And John, you were saying that there's been a few political developments uh, that have gone on. David Eby has been talking about a new plan to try to get... Uh, more people into homes and uh, that could have some big effects on the market, some good effects, right? It is. It's interesting, isn't it? We've talked on this program for a couple of years now about the, you know, the political um, 
influence in the market. Um, obviously, with house prices being out of, out of reach for many people in the Vancouver area and the Fraser Valley, uh, there's political pressure on you know those in power to help alleviate that to a lot of people. And some of the ideas that I think have been put forward, like the um, the cooling off period, the rescission period that was introduced kind of a little too late to make any real difference, uh, you know, didn't really interest me all that much. Um, but this is interesting and it's kind of hot off the press. As you mentioned, David Eby um, wants to try to streamline the process to bring more inventory on the market. I mean, again, that's been one of the the, the strangleholds of this market is a lot of demand for properties and maybe not quite enough to go around. And if you look back, what, 20 years or more, you can see government policy has really created a lot of these things with, you know, agricultural land being held. Not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that this is, you know, certain areas have been put on hold or sensitive areas and all that sort of stuff. So our building area has kind of dropped. And then you've got, you know, situations where people have complained in the past recently about certain municipalities or city halls that are, uh, you know, they're difficult to deal with and they're kind of blocking things and applications for, say, duplexes can take, what, two or three years in Vancouver if you want to rezone and do all these things. So uh, David Eby, I think, has come out with with something that is, I think, is very well intentioned. Um, it always remains to be seen what the unintended consequences are. But but basically, he's looking at three things. Number one, uh, he wants a single regulator. Uh, he wants a single approval process. So if I wanted to, say, take down my old house and build a duplex with maybe a third suite or something in it. In a lot of municipalities, it would have dragged on for a long, long time, a lot of expensive consultations and a lot of, you know, a lot of waiting. And that really kind of hurt the supply side. And I think, you know, I think he's right about that. So um, what he's proposing is that there is one single place to go to do your rezoning and your board of variance if you need it and to get your permits to do. And here's the second thing on a single family lot, uh, there are basically saying three to four lots is what they're, uh, I'm sorry, residences is what they're proposing. So if you had a nice 60 foot lot by 150 feet, who knows, you may be able to get a triplex, a fourplex on it, maybe some, you know, three row homes. He's really opening up some of these restrictions or he's proposing. Again, Martin, none of this is done yet. This is a proposal that's going to legislature in the fall. So again, a proposal to open up the process of allowing uh, you know, some higher density. He calls it the missing middle of the market. These these areas that are there, but really not being utilized. So this is this is kind of a big deal, Martin. So uh, mm -hmm. how this is going to play out could be very interesting. Some of these older homes on bigger lots, it would appear that maybe the land is going to be more valuable if this goes forward, uh, you know, in the, in the future. Um, yeah. Lots of opportunities there. And then the last thing is he's looking at uh, just basically saying legal suites throughout British Columbia. You want a secondary suite? doesn't matter what your local municipality says about it. You know, we're going to find a way to make it happen. They're even talking, floating the idea of loaning people money that may be 50% forgiven after five years if you provide a below market rent in your rental suite. So a lot of innovative ideas. I don't really know how to how to judge them yet. Uh, I just find them interesting and it's something to to be aware of that, you know, our provincial government is looking at ways to increase the housing supply in an effort to, uh, you know, to to make affordability happen. So that's kind of a big announcement just happened this last week. Yeah. And that and that will generally, I guess, make uh, that that will help prop up home prices, I guess. Would is that what you're saying? Well, it could. You know, and, and again, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. So you got me on the spot. But my thought processes are. You know, at first, yes, I think that it would, <clears throat> excuse me, certain house prices might be higher if, if a developer or just, you know, a family even moves in with plans to 
renovate or rebuild and get more units on the property. But over time, as that happens, it does create more units, which means that, you know, typically, again, supply and demand, if there's more supply and the demand stays the same, the prices generally drop. So I think in the long term, it could be a good solution. But you start to wonder how you know, there's zoning in, in cities and municipalities for a reason, you know, to protect certain environments and, and to keep, you know, like nobody wants to see a high rise tower in a nice residential community. Right. There are there are zoning requirements that make a lot of sense. So what is the balance going to look like? Is this is the province going to be completely heavy handed and just rule from above? Are they going to encourage uh, you know, municipalities and cities to work with them on this? I don't know what it's going to look like. So it's really hard to predict, but it is. Uh, they are signaling uh, their willingness to make changes, you know, to this market to to make it affordable. And I thought that's interesting. And going along with that, I'll be brief on this. Um, there's also been an announcement recently that the that the ban on foreign buyers has been has been amended just a little bit. Uh, and by that, I mean, uh, in January of this year, they introduced a two year ban on foreign buyers of residential real estate in British Columbia, again, to try to, I, I think, um, you know, keep pricing under control by limiting the demand side of it on the on the part of foreigners. But what they've now done is they're proposing that maybe a foreigner with a work permit could buy a residential property or a foreigner could buy a vacant land, especially if the intent is to develop it and put more units on it. So it's positive, I think, to see the local government, you know, if they're making proposals, uh, at least they're following them up with some, you know, they, they, they may see some obstacles or unintended consequences and they're they're trying to address those. So I see that as a positive step. Um, and again, back to the way the market is right now in the spring, um, you know, it's pretty excited out there. So I'm excited. I don't know if you can tell from my voice, but I've, you know, <laughs> I've got a few new listings and uh, I'm, I'm back in terms of, you know, a slow time for me uh, over, over Christmas. And it's, it just feels good. So any of the listeners out there who are looking for good representation and want to know what's going on and they want to maximize the sale of their home, I think they should contact me because I'm available. Yes, of course. Go to johnnysmartpoint.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, smartpoint.com. Uh, you can also uh, email John at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And you can give him a call, 604-612-0080. And if you go to johnnysmartpoint.com, you can see uh, the properties that are uh, up for sale that John is selling. And you've got some new listings and uh, things are starting to pop there. Uh, what are you excited about? Well, let me, I'd like to just throw some of these new listings out there because sometimes listeners are looking for properties like this or they have family members who might be. And I want to welcome anyone who wants to check these out to go to my website. You can see the virtual tours and do walkthroughs. You can see floor plans and all that sort of stuff. But the first one I've got is a condo in Maple Ridge. Um, and it's, uh, you'll see it, unit number 408-12207, 224th Street. And this one's listed at 489. It's a two-bedroom uh, condo on the top floor on the north-facing quiet side of the building. And the nice thing about this one is you don't really need a car. You're close to transit. You're close to shopping. The school's just down the street, the parks. It's a really convenient area, uh, although it does come with, of course, parking and storage. So that's that's a really nice unit, 489. We've been on the market a little over a week, and um, we're looking for offers on that one. Uh, I've also got another brand new listing, and this is a condo in Coquitlam, and it's Princess uh, Crescent, which is not too far off the Aquatic Center there, uh, north of uh, Coquitlam Center. And this is an interesting one because it's a two-level condo, Martin. You walk in, you don't even have to go through the lobby and the elevators if you don't want to. You just got your own private access off a patio. 
you walk in and you've got your ground level kitchen and living room and, uh, you know, dining room and that sort of main living area. And then upstairs, you've got your two bedrooms and two full bathrooms. So it's, it's almost 1,200 square feet. Uh, that one is listed at um, 689 and we're just about to start showings on it. It's tenanted and we're just getting that. So we may end up doing an open house in the future in that one, but right now it's not, but it's it's definitely worth looking at if you wanna be in that area of Coquitlam. And then another brand new listing I have that we're gonna be showing um, this Easter weekend or perhaps just after, uh, it's a 12282 Avenue. And this is just a sweetheart of a house. It's about 1400 square feet. It's not a huge house. It's a split level. And it's a three-bedroom house that has been completely redone on the outside with, you know, beautiful siding, windows, fascia. You know, the roof is done inside. It's clean as a whistle. Go take a look at the photos on this one. It's listed at one million one twenty-five, and I anticipate, you know, that'll be a, a, you know, a pretty hot listing in a great area and, and just turnkey ready, cute little house uh, ready to go. So, I also have a number of other irons in the fire, but I'm looking for, you know. Um, sellers who want to talk to me right now about taking advantage of this market. So again, any of you listeners out there can give me a call and I will promote your property and help you uh, position it so that we can be successful. JohnnySmartPoint.com is the website where you can see those listings and uh, lots of beautiful photographs. You can see exactly what these homes are all about. Uh, you can also phone 604-612-0080. And as we've heard this afternoon, uh, we're in a bit of a seller's market. Things are uh, really starting to percolate in the uh, lower mainland real estate market. So if anybody out there is thinking maybe they'd like to talk to you uh, and maybe they'd like to sell, kind of take advantage of the timing of this market, um, I, I'll throw this out. Why you? Why Johnny SmartPoint? Oh, put me on the spot. I like it. Thank you. Um, you know, I get that question a lot, Martin. So, you know, thanks for being really direct with it. I meet with people and they say, hey, you know, my uh, brother-in-law twice removed is a realtor. Everybody knows a realtor or a number of realtors and or I've dealt with other agents in the past. And you know what? They're right. There's all kinds of agents out there and people can choose who they think might be the right fit to work for them. Um, you know, what I would say again, and this goes back to the smart point is, I think that if you're hiring a professional to do a job for you in an important transaction, like a real estate purchase or sale, you know, experience really counts and it matters. And as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, I always love it when you, when you mentioned that I've sold over a thousand properties and, you know, that number was true maybe a couple few years ago even. So I don't know the total number, but I've got a lot of experience working for, for people, mostly in real estate sales. I tend to list properties and the buyers I work with tend to be the buyers that, uh, you know, that have already sold their homes with me. But number one, I think, uh, Martin, experience, you want somebody who has uh, a, a toolkit in terms of dealing with uh, objections or different personalities or different scenarios or problems that come up and uh, who has, you know, maybe seen it, if not all, then a lot of it before and has the toolkit and maybe resources to deal with things and basically give good advice. So, you know, having the experience level is good. And I think another thing that goes along with that, Martin, is to have somebody that you can that you can trust who understands the agency relationship. And the agency relationship is all about the principal, all about the client. It's all about the client's needs. It's being loyal to that client, full disclosure, being an open book and giving all pertinent, relevant information that you can to help that client make good decisions and loyalty and confidentiality, keeping those confidentiality. So, you know, when I work for somebody, I, I recognize that I'm the servant and they're the master. And my job is to satisfy them and set up, you know, the situation to, to give it the best chance to succeed. And then maybe the third reason that people might want to work with me is, uh, you know, commissions can be 
you know, they're variable. There's different commission structures out there compared to the the one that you see, you know, the most seven percent of the first hundred thousand dollars of your sale and two and a half or three percent of the balance of your sale. I save people money compared to that. And uh, so I figure why not have an agent on your side who's got uh, a great track record and who is able to communicate your position to potential buyers and negotiate with you on your behalf to get the right results and uh, maybe saves you $10,000 or more compared to some of the other agents you're talking about because, you know, in the end, you really want to have as much money in your pocket as you can. So I'd say those three reasons would be a great place to start. And I'd be happy to continue this conversation with anybody else who, you know, who wants to take it further. And that's the smart point. Johnny smart point. If you want to talk to John Carlson, just go to johnnysmartpoint.com, J O H N N Y smartpoint.com. You can also phone him at 604-612-0080. Send him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com. Well, John, thank you so much. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, Martin. Right on. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Still to come, Zellers is back. And Nordstrom's is on the way out. And a lot of nearby businesses in downtown Vancouver want to know what is going to replace that retail behemoth. In some cases, smaller nearby stores may live or die depending on who steps into that space. That story is next. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong and shoppers got a dose of nostalgia this past week as four Zeller's stores opened their doors. The iconic Canadian chain Zeller's opened in 1931. But we haven't seen them in a decade. It closed down in 2013. But as of last week, they're back with several stores opening inside Hudson's Bay locations. There are two Zellers in Metro Vancouver, one downtown and another in Surrey at Guilford, plus a store in Abbotsford and one in Kamloops. The flagship for the Lower Mainland is the downtown store at Pacific Center. You just take the escalator down the basement of the bay. And Zellers is immediately on your right. And the 2023 version of Zellers looks a lot classier than the original. It's not packed with stuff. Remember all those white coat hangers that were all over the place? And as we get some new Zellers stores in town, we are losing the Nordstrom's locations right across Canada, including the big one at Pacific Center, which will close its massive 230,000 square foot store there in June. And a lot of the business community in the downtown core is a little concerned about what that will mean for them. Nearby stores and restaurants are really watching to see what shows up next in that space. The original location of Eaton's when the Pacific Center building was first built in the early 70s. Cadillac Fairview, the company that manages the space, uh, and Senior Vice President for Canadian Retail Tom Nopeful told Business in Vancouver that many potential tenants have contacted him He says most of them are retail stores, but will it be just one store like Nordstrom's or a bunch of stores that take up the space? Well, that all depends. Cadillac Fairview says they could redevelop the space to accommodate maybe three to five retailers at Pacific Center. And it's a hot property. It's really the epicenter of the downtown core at Granville and Georgia and finding large blocks for retail space downtown has always been a challenge for retailers. Like when uh, global fashion giant Uniqlo 
opened its first BC location at Metropolis in Metrotown back in 2017. That was actually their second choice. The company says they wanted their first Canadian store to be in downtown Vancouver. They just couldn't find a good space. And that's why Uniqlo's first stores in Canada ended up being in Toronto, and they've got one in the Eaton Centre in downtown Toronto. So they may be a candidate to fill some of the space left by Nordstrom's. There's even talk that Ikea is interested. Can you picture an Ikea store downtown? They tend to be more suburban sites, and they're usually larger spaces than Pacific Centre. But IKEA has started opening these smaller urban locations, such as a 66,000 square foot store in downtown Toronto. So a similarly sized IKEA store in downtown Vancouver is not out of the question. Either way, Cadillac Fairview is not saying much about who it will be. One thing that is for sure is that if they do some construction to split the space up into smaller areas, it's going to be expensive and it's going to take uh, at least a few years. So the businesses nearby will just have to wait and hope that whoever moves into the space will be popular and bring in lots of people who will spill out into their businesses as well. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong and coming up, the Rogers deal to buy Shaw is finally complete, but is it going to mean cheaper cell phone rates for us? I've got that story along with more of the week's consumer news when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.